And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I had a weird week and I ate four Kirkland cauliflower pizzas They actually come in packs of two, so it was more like eight Please don't tell your friends at the garbage place about how I live my life and how many Kirkland cauliflower pizzas I ate this week. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. The ATL thunderstorms tried to stop us, but the boys are here in the factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this one's for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. Congratulations to Trey Kirby on the Michigan Wolverines College (laughs) Championship. What a win. Dominant victory. They said I couldn't do it, but I did it. <laughs> Donovan Edwards, man, to the house twice. Oh, Can anybody r- tackle him? I guess not. ripping off 40-yard runs. Uh, but fun. honestly, watching Michigan win the championship, very exciting. And all I could stop, couldn't stop thinking was... The Bulls got to get one, man. Oh, boy. The well, Bulls got to get one. Oh, was it, wasn't the last uh, Michigan championship 97 pretty close to the Bulls the last The 97-98 season, yeah. indeed. Exactly yeah. the same as the Bulls. But now uh, the Braves got one uh, in 2021. They hadn't won since 1995. Michigan obviously got one last night. Hadn't won since the 97-98 season. Those teams are number two and three for me after wow. the Bulls. And when you're seeing your team actually win a championship, you remember what it's like. <laughs> and now I need one for the Bulls so I can update my flag outside. Okay. Well, yeah. congrats to you. Yeah, congrats to Ben Golliver. Congrats to my buddy, your buddy, our buddy Grish. Congrats to Glenn Rice. Congrats ben to Lyons. Tom Brady. Ben Lyons. Good one. Derek mm. Jeter. Thank you. was you. there last night. Michael Jordan was there last night. Oh, jeez. Cheering for the Wolverines. No surprise. They do have a Jordan symbol on their jersey. <laughs> Did you watch a down? <laughs> Yesterday, no chance. No. Actually, I didn't see, after reading about it, that Michigan won. I saw that Washington lost. That's what Mr. Penix said. He said, <laughs> we lost this game. Yeah, he did not. We didn't win this. He did you not guys didn't win well. this game. Anyways, but there's lots of Wolverines to name. That's what's fun about oh, it. Absolutely. Jawan Howard. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman? What? Oh, he's a Wolverine. <laughs> well, I got that one by you. No, 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 honestly, I feel like a fool right now. Absolute maybe, buffoon. Maybe you took actor classes. No. Possibly. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought when you said it. Uh, all right, we are talking Phelps. NBA here. Well, that's a good one. Uh, but before we get to, uh, unfortunately, the John Morant news, we'll play what you got. Uh, we'll hit the beach later. Um, we had a wedgie, so that's great. We had wedgie number 24. Yeah. It was Big Alpi, Alpern Shengun for the Rockets. Nice little sort of running floater there. Stuck it. Come on, Hawkes Jr. Let it breathe a little bit more than that. But anyway, 
Number 24, look at this new updated Wedgie Tracker website. <laughs> Go to wedgietracker.com. That's looking nice. It's so nice. So, that's great. 24, we're on pace for 56. We're almost halfway to that, you know, magical number of 50, which is always what we're looking for. Wedgies are becoming hotter, I would say. Uh, Jim, oh, yeah. Jim Peterson, Wolves analyst, former NBA player, great analyst, also said uh, to to Ricardo, who, who makes that website, he said, is there a p- pigeon tracker? Oh, he wanted yeah. to know if there's <laughs> tracking of pigeons that, yeah. you know, hover over the, the backboard because he said that, the Wolves had one versus the Lakers, and he just wanted to know how many pitches there were because he's been following no dunks and the stars for a long time. Mm-hmm. Great guy. We uh, don't track him. We don't need to. Nah. No, that's, no. that's the next step. That's <laughs> like every, that's everything next is step. done on the internet. So you want a ledgy tracker? You want a pigeon tracker? <laughs> you want it all? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, people are doing everything. Listen, that, that Kirkland video there was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm glad I'm not addicted to TikTok because I would just be watching. Kirkland videos. Uh, I'm sure that's on Kirkland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on TikTok. TikTok. It's on Kirkland. Yes. It's on Kirkland. Go to Kirkland.com. Kirklandtracker.com. You can watch all the TikToks they're uploading. Uh, okay, let's get uh, let's get into the uh, the bad news. Uh, the Grizzlies announced last night that John Morant will miss the remainder of the season with a torn labrum in his right shoulder. Obviously a tough blow here for the Grizzlies, who were finally starting to establish a little bit of momentum after a brutal start to the season, which was missing John Morant for 25 games because of the suspension. They were 6-3 and three in the nine games John Morant played. He averaged 25-8. and eight. <laughs> You know, he came back and was like a superstar just like that. But he is done for the season. So, you know, what does this mean? Besides, I guess, the obvious that the Grizzlies are uh, already were climbing an uphill battle to go to get in the play and get in the playoffs and... That's probably a wrap on the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a wrap. They have the worst offense in the NBA, period. <laughs> and John Morant was obviously going to bring that back when he was out there. And as you said, 6-3 and three with him. They're 7-20 and 20 without him. So when looking at the standings, I'm still shocked that now with the play-in tournament that you've got 10 teams deep that are 500 or better, are going to be 500 or better when it comes down to it. And then you still have an 11th and a 12th. The Jazz and Warriors are, are still playing well yeah. enough to be knocking in. So the Grizzlies are a 13th place team. It, it, well, the weird part about it, I think, is that we didn't see it happen in a game because yeah. It, yeah. It, it either you know happened just during workouts or it accumulated over time. Like a labrum tear quite often does that. It, it's the, the, the classical baseball injury that just happens over time over his shoulder. Mm. So that, that this is that's that's a wrap unfortunately. Look, they're going to play hard with Marcus uh, with with Banks and Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't bane. Of course. They're going to play extremely hard. Banks smart. Yeah, so who the Marcus hell is smart. Banks? Marcus Banks. Banks. I had a Marcus a throwback. Banks. We just went through all those Michigan teams so I went from Marcus Smart to Marcus Banks. Um they're, they're going to play hard but as I said an incredibly bad offense. This, yeah. So the easier shots that he produced for those guys was quite evident in, in that so that small run that he made. So that, we can just talk about if they're going to tank. I think that's the biggest uh, the question to be moving on after this this terrible news for them. Well, I mean, yeah, they're going to tank. They'll be one of the six worst teams in the league just because they're number six right now. But they have five more wins already than a Hornets team who has eight wins so they probably can't get any lower in the odds than sixth Mm, but this still can be if you're looking for a silver lining if they consider this a gap year in memphis you know with john missing the first 25 games playing nine and then missing the last half of the season it is a chance for them to add some young talent that they might not 
be able to uh, have they pl- had the season they were anticipating if they're able to pick. I don't know if they win the lottery, they could pick first. Who knows, yeah. right? Like, but they could easily yeah. hop into the top four. That's what happened when the Spurs got Tim Duncan. Yep. It's also what happened when the Warriors got James Wiseman. You can <laughs> it can go either way, sure. uh, but at least they're going to have uh, a chance at that. It's just too bad because the Grizzlies had started to put it together a little bit. They were definitely playing better and would have at least made a run, I think, at trying to get into the playing tournament. Yeah. Who knows if they would have got there, but uh seems far-fetched now. So I assume that uh, Jackson, S- Smart, Bane will play for, for a while here, and then they'll probably get shut down at the end of the season. Yeah, or like Ziller put in his newsletter, they pick up an injury that's like, Keeps you on the shelf for a week, but suddenly that week turns into two weeks, you know, maybe three weeks. What's the rush back? Uh, you guys are right. I mean, the question is the whole time here, even when Jock came back, it was like, would making the play-in without Steven Adams, who's out for the season, without Brandon Clark, who maybe could have returned in April, but I think that's unlikely now, would that be worth it? Then getting a lottery pick, like losing that and just getting into the play-in? Some people could say maybe, yeah, they would feel like they could beat anyone. Because uh, with John Morant, they're that good. But now they can just lean into this tank, pseudo-tank, whatever we're calling it. And, yeah, they'll have probably, whether they finish, you know, fifth or sixth in the odds, it's going to give you like a 9 or 10% chance at the number one pick. Uh, and maybe they can bounce up a little bit. So they get to add a young talent. I don't know the draft all that well. Everybody says it's a crappy one. <laughs> so maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But they're going to get a young player, obviously on a controlled cost to at least add to this roster. But it does suck. What a weird season. A weird Brooklyn. season, yeah. yeah, because it started with an off-court incident, why yeah. why he was suspended the entire time. But for him, for them to be sixth currently, as far as a draft pick would go right, right this second, is very different for them because they could finish top two in the West quite often. As you've seen in the last couple yeah. of years, they're a very, very good team when John Morant plays. But it obviously started extremely weird. Um, and, and then the team just got together when he got back and they won on Sunday without him over the Phoenix Suns looking pretty good with him on the sideline but obviously the injury had already happened on the yeah. on the Saturday so you know there are some rumors coming out and uh, unfortunately yeah, it's just a just a bad turn for this yeah team. and as sick goes I mean and even casuals like basketball is just better when John Moran is playing because the guy's a, a walking highlight and you know he does stuff you don't see all that often because he's that athletic we had talked about like hey is there any chance he would maybe go in the dunk contest he was always saying he wasn't so it was probably unlikely now that's a wrap that's not happening but yeah ever. we'll see yeah ever yeah <laughs> exactly I guess I guess I can put that to bed he is not going to be in the dunk contest but just a bummer and uh yeah sort of out of nowhere this news that he was going to be done for the season and again you you add that to Adams and Clark and now John Morant. I guess the silver lining is, well, they're all happening within the same season. And by all accounts, he's going to come back fully healthy in 24-25. That shouldn't be an issue is what they say right now. Yeah, but you you bring up good analogies of, hey, we got Tim Duncan. And we just kind of shed you know David Robinson aside there for a season. Or the Warriors were hurt and they went and had the number two pick. So... I think that changes what they do at the trade deadline. Maybe we just get rid of some people and, and just try and get mm. worse immediately and try to get rid of you know some of their their young guys they don't believe in or some of their older guys and, and try and get as bad as possible, unfortunately. Marcus Smart seems like uh, could be available mm. going yeah. forward, I would have to think. that He seems like a guy that they would want to have for a playoff push. Uh, I don't know if they've necessarily gotten the better side of that trade, though Tyus Jones hasn't really done much for the Wizards mm. either, but... I would imagine Smart is somebody who could be gettable here since the Grizzlies won't be buyers at the very least at yeah. the trade deadline. And and he's on the older side next year when he played with Morant, with Morant if if and when Morant comes back, he'd be 30. So, yeah, I would see the older guys 
the guys that they would deal mm-hmm. okay, just a few weeks away. Uh, all right, well, let's start recapping some of last night's action, and we will do it by playing a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? What you got? Yeah, a little What You Got. Again, looking at last night's stuff. Uh, we'll start with this. The Pacers eked past the Celtics in a review-filled finish to that one. Uh, there was a foul on Jalen Brown that was overturned in the final seconds. Then Benedict Matherin was fouled, and they looked at that one, but that one stayed, and he went to the line, and they pulled off the wild win there, 133-131, despite Halliburton leaving that game, which I know we'll get into. But then down in North Carolina, Kobe White scored 27 points in his return to his home state as the Bulls overcame a 39-point performance from Scary Terry to beat the Hornets in overtime 119-112. So, I'm just asking it like this. What was the best game last night? Because there wasn't a ton on. Um, Was it the Pacers rallying past the Celtics, or was it Bulls-Hornets in overtime? Let's start with the homer. Potential pick from Trey Kirby. What you got, TK? (laughs) I ain't picking the Bulls. Okay. It's got to be the Pacers because that was a tedious watch. Bulls versus Hornets. I, uh, I saw... Stephen A. Smith, you know, he takes questions now from Twitter on his podcast. <laughs> he got one saying, I'm an NBA sicko. My wife says she's going to leave me. But should I watch Bulls versus Hornets tonight? <laughs> and he said, I would divorce you right away if you watch Bulls versus Hornets. You didn't even suggest the good games. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I've watched Bulls versus yeah. Hornets last night, still happily married to this day. But I got to agree with Stephen A. Smith that if you watch that last night, it's bad. Uh, so, yeah, let's go with the Pacers. <laughs> yeah. Even though there was a lot of reviews at the end, even though uh, Tyrese Halliburton went out with an injury, I think this is still a great win uh, for Indiana. Uh, I think that with no Jason Tatum, the Celtics were kind of just happy to play an offense game uh, in this one. It did come down to the reviews. I thought Jalen Brown absolutely got hit in the head on the block from behind. The Porzingis foul was a foul as well. He admitted afterwards, like, that's a bad foul. Yeah. I was a little over-aggressive. Yep. So uh, Matherin got to shoot his free throws and then missed the other one there. Then they almost got the tip oh my on the God. other side. That was a the reverse tip in uh, at the rim. That, that was, was pretty cool. impressive. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going Pacers over Celtics. The Pacers, they can beat some good teams. They just play such a high-variance game that if you decide to play the Pacers game alongside them, they can easily beat you at it. Right, right. Yeah, that was a great point about that reverse tip because that was the only time I was thinking about football last night. I was not thinking about it for the college game, but that looked like an eye formation that the Celtics established there, <laughs> there to just go. throw it in from the sideline and have Luke Cornett it was it was designed for Luke Cornett yeah. to just tip the thing, and he tipped it so well and went back rim. Uh, he would have had such a celebration. It was so <laughs> yeah, that guy close. celebrates after free throws. You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, we would have had fun. But yeah, the end of that, despite all the replays, was good. I loved watching Benedict Matherin in this. Yeah, line. he was big. He is balling. It's an it's interesting guy because it looked like he was going to be the starter for this team. They they decided at the beginning of the season. All right, Halliburton and Matherin, but he wasn't great. He, he literally couldn't shoot the ball well, and he's just not as great a playmaker as the guy beside him in Halliburton. So they had some problems. So after 12 games, he went to the bench. And since then, he has been awesome. And he was smooth last night, extremely smooth. He had one play where he was bringing up the ball uh, in transition. Halliburton was wide open, but he didn't know. Pass, what am I doing? So he looked like he carried it. Everybody was mad, but he just stepped into a three. Bang. He looked so fast, so smooth, getting to the hoop. uh, And he had a bank shot. That doesn't happen very often from like 10, 12 feet. He just looks... 
Looks established. The Canadian is established there with the Pacers. For there, sure. there was some great shot making, like in the final five minutes of this game. Like he had a massive step back three in the corner. Then yep. Drew Holiday came right back. He had one uh, step back in the corner. Um, like they were trading shots, but it was really going through Matherin. And then I was really impressed impressed with Matherin when he had hit a couple threes. Again, this is like in in crunch clutch time, clutch time, clutch, clutch time here, and. They like he got matched up on Porzingis out on the three point line. Okay, that's a matchup he's probably looking for and he's seeking. And you're thinking, okay, he's he's feeling it right now. He's gonna shoot it. The Celtics sort of ran sort of a late double at him because there was like five or six seconds left on the shot clock. Neesmith streaked down the middle and Mastern made a beautiful pass. Nice pass. He sort of faked like he was gonna just kick it up top, found him inside. And one great finish there from Neesmith. So, like, little plays like that. Like, you see, like, that's the growth from him. But, yeah, I'm with you. Um, Pacers rallying past the Celtics was the more entertaining game. Though Vucci, baby, uh, had a good game for the Bulls. And they were hot in overtime there to start. And then somehow the Hornets had a chance uh, with Nick Smith Jr., uh, I guess, rimming out a three at the top there to tie it. But, um, yeah, I wonder how many people were watching. Uh, (laughs) Bulls Buzz City there last night, especially with the college championship game. I was locked in. I was locked in. They beat the Hornets and they beat Math last night. Hornets hit (laughs) 17 threes. The Bulls hit nine, but 62 points in the paint for Chicago and only 42 uh, for the Hornets. Drummond, 21 and 15. Vooch, like you said, 21, 10 rebounds and four assists off the bench. Zach Levine. And Vooch, both back for two games. They've won both of them, both against the Hornets. But (laughs) I was impressed with what Vooch was doing last night. There's not a lot of interior resistance uh, from Charlotte. And Levine so far is just not trying to do too much Mm -hmm. as he's working his way back into the lineup, which I think is probably what people want to see. We'll see what happens when he moves back into the starting lineup. But, uh, yeah, the Bulls didn't make a field goal the last three minutes and 30 seconds of the fourth quarter. And still still pull it out in overtime. Still pull it out. Uh, Terry Rozier, though, 39.7 threes. Somebody trade for that. Yeah, no doubt. That's what we were saying last week. Uh, And just to uh, go back to the Pacers game, you know, Pacers fans, I assume, holding their breath here today as we wait to find out um, the severity of Halliburton's injury. He's getting the MRI. It was a hamstring strain. You saw it, Tass, there, where he straight up did the splits and then was carried off and the towels are over the head and all that. Never a good look. So you hope it's nothing serious, though, man, it sure looked like it when you're being carried off like that. Yeah, yeah, James Johnson carrying him, and then he had the towel over his head because it looked like he was shedding some tears there as he was injured. So hopefully it's not serious. There's obviously rumors that it's not serious, so hopefully that happens. He was wearing the high tops, so people saying, oh, he's he's sliding because he's wearing high tops, but that really has nothing to do with him just sliding out. But it was was weird seeing, yeah, the high tops – on a guard like that, he doesn't usually wear those. Usually goes no. uh, low cut, but yeah, he stepped off the floor, and those Pacers were awesome to to kick the Celtics' butt like that to give up 133 points to the Indiana Pacers with Halliburton only playing 13 minutes. That's tough to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Pacers team is just good, so they're going to survive. We, uh, Halliburton's going to miss sometime. Um, but hopefully it's just not an extremely long period of time, and they are going to survive. Nemhurt m- might have to play well. Another Canadian shout-out. Um, but it, you know, it could just be TJ McConnell playing in. But he was hoping. Yeah, yeah, he was. Fa- he's fantastic. The increased minutes. I, they just gave it to Miles Turner as well. That was he was big. Just just backing down and playing large in that game. Do you think? Uh, do you agree with TK that Jalen Brown maybe should have stepped to the free throw line there at the end, where they overturned the call and said Buddy got just ball coming from behind there? Uh, or do you think there was maybe enough contact to warrant a trip to the line? 
Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. I entirely agree with you. Um, it, it, that ending was just, it was kind of long. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christoph's, he wasn't even mad uh, after his after his call. He just sat down. Yeah. He, just thought, uh, <laughs> he was laughing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the other game would be better because I, I thought Zach Levine loves shooting in Charlotte. And seeing him off the bench, he hit a three. He hit, what, that 13-3 game was in Charlotte. I, th- I thought so. I saw him hit a three, but mm-hmm. he played so many minutes and didn't shoot Zach Levine-type numbers. Uh, DeRozan was shooting every time. Yeah. Um, it's just weird to see a guy play, Zach Levine play 36 minutes and not shoot all that much. Yeah. But, yeah, the great question with the Hornets and trading Rozier is playing awesome. Gordon Hayward, who didn't play in this game, but this is his last few months here with the Charlotte Hornets. He's got to be. He's got to be. And P.J. Washington not in there as well. So this is going to be an interesting uh, five weeks for the Hornets. All right, moving on here. Uh, let's go to Jordan Clarkson and Lowry Markkinen. 21 points apiece as the Jazz staved off a second-half rally for the 132-116 victory over Milwaukee. The Bucks fourth loss in five games. How clean was that jersey last night? Uh, Utah has now won five of its last six, and they're 11-4. and four. In their last 15 games, Utah Jazz coming on strong here. Jazz and then time. we had Paul George scoring 25 points. Zoo Alcindor added 19. Clippers beat the Suns 138-111. Beatdown. Second time in five days that the Clips uh, took care of the Suns. Dominating fourth quarter from them. So bigger surprise. Was it the Jazz beating the Bucks 132-116? Or the Clippers routing the Suns 138-111? What you got, Tasmelis? I was a little bit more surprised with how the Jazz just romped the Bucks early. This team doesn't hit a lot of threes. They averaged 13 threes a game. First quarter, they hit 11. That's the most they've hit in a quarter all season long. So that was surprising after Giannis called out his team yeah. to say, hey, let's play for some freaking defense. Because, you know, looking at the at the Grizzlies' zoom out, I, I think they're going to be good enough. I, I still do. But when they won the championship, of course, it was Giannis Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. That's your 3-4-5. Now they lost Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard. That's going to stay there. Dame's not going anywhere. But I think they're going to they're going to drop Beasley in that fifth spot from the starting lineup. It's happened before. It's happened with this Jazz team. Uh, they start him, and then they say, oh, this is not doing enough on the defensive end. It's happened with the Lakers as well last season. So I think they're going to go to somebody like Jay Crowder, who is rumored to be coming back. Uh, very very soon mm-hmm. and could help out. So they romped and then uh, you know Keontae George looked so good for the Pacers. Uh, he looks so good as, as a backup guard, but for the for the Jazz, yeah, to to just keep romping and then Colin Sexton, um, he's just been damn good. It was a weird transition there, and it was six minutes left. They they pulled uh, Jordan Clarkson and and Chris Dunn has helped out. He had 13 assists in 24 minutes, so he helped out. But the, I thought the Bucks were gonna fight back. They're fighting back. We had a Bobby Portis, Kelly Olynyk little. Little ruffle in the third quarter. You saw the Bobby eyes go up big, and he said, "You know, he yelled at Kelly for saying he said that was a flop. That was a flop." And then they kept giving him the ball against Kelly Olynyk, and the crowd was going nuts. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> so the Bucks seemed to be coming coming back. Yeah, they were. It was it was fun. They made a rally, but, uh, but yeah, the the Hardy team uh, getting Chris Dunn back into that team for or back into that lineup, I should say, for Jordan Clarkson when it was an eight point game, that that changed it, and the Jazz. Pulled away. 
All and right. so that was, that was surprising. So you'll go with that one as the bigger surprise. What about you, Trey? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the Clippers beat the Suns, but the Clippers are better than the Suns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too big of a surprise. True. But meanwhile, the Bucks they tweeted out a picture of their very, very clean jerseys before the game. I was like, oh, it's Jover. <laughs> they completely bounced back. But then 11 threes in the first quarter yeah, uh, for Utah. I went and checked the NBA.com slash stats tracking data. Uh, five of those were considered open. Eleven were considered wide open. <laughs> okay. And that's what the defense felt like. Yeah. It felt like if the Bucks were actually close to the three-point shooters, it was hand down, man down. Their hands are down at their waist. Easy jumpers over the top. That was just disappointing to see uh, from Milwaukee after they'd been called out by their superstar. Obviously, no Dame last night, and they did try a different starting lineup with Andre Jackson Jr. So maybe you're right that uh, going forward, he will stay in the starting lineup Lillard will return for Beasley. I think that that would be a smart move because, I don't know, it just uh, doesn't look like a lot of defenders out there, specifically on the perimeter, because Middleton is struggling uh, defensively as well. On the flip side, though, uh, the Clippers completely, completely beat up (laughs) on the Phoenix Suns. It's just easy to score inside specifically against Phoenix. And then on the flip side, their offense is very, very predictable. It's just like whoever has the ball, maybe there will be one or two passes, and then it's an iso. So it's pretty yep. easy to figure out what you want to do to attack them. Meanwhile, the Clippers move the ball. They seem to be completely locked in with each other. And despite the fact that they pulled a trade in the middle of the season, well, I guess like a couple of weeks into the season, they seem to have a lot more cohesion than a team like the Suns, who's trying to do basically the same thing. Yeah, and the Suns, just for those keeping note, they had the big three playing last night. Oh, yeah. You know, KD's there, Booker's there, Beal's there, and uh, they played okay, some better than others, but it was one of these games where really – nobody else contributed to this squad at all. I mean, you look and you see Eric Gordon with 12 points off the bench. Okay, otherwise, nobody's cracking, like, more than 10 points. Um, And it's like, it's a little bit like, who's to blame here? Is it the players, all these guys that were, you know, minimum guys and hoping that one or two would hit, and it's just that they're not good and they're crap? Or is it the way the Suns play, to to speak to what you were saying there, Trey, this idea of, like, are the big three not doing that great a job of like getting these guys involved and building up a little bit more? Cause it's a little just like, okay, Katie's turn. Okay. Booker's turn. So, you know, which one is it is a little bit of both probably uh, that they have not been put in good roles either by their coaching staff and their star players. I'm talking about these role players or maybe they're just not that good, which mm-hmm. is the, <laughs> the honest truth for some of them. Yeah. I would say uh, the defensive end was a little shocking to me. The Clippers were obviously they're allowing everybody to get hot. They had a 141 offensive rating in this game. That would be the best in the league. That that's kind of hard to do. Uh, I would if you're playing hard defensively. So I just think yeah, the, the three there of Durant, Booker, and Beal just haven't been able to peel out some good defensive efforts, like what Chris Paul was able to do last year. And they have, maybe they haven't played enough together. But these those three guys shot extremely well. Durant shot 59 percent. Booker 57 percent. And Beal was fine too. Um, but yeah, you're right. The sporting guys are struggling offensively, I suppose. Um, but the the defense was a little bit shocking to me yep. uh, in this one for a Ty Lue team. Ty Lue is getting everybody to sacrifice on that team. The Clippers dominated the fourth, like I said. They opened it up on like a 17 to five run, and I think they scored 15 straight uh, during that little stretch, and sort of that uh, put the game to bed. And they got another victory. They are playing really, really well. I mean, Harden another good line. Paul George obviously led the way with 25. They, uh, they're definitely a better team than the Phoenix Suns. No doubt about that. All right, final one here. Had to get creative, but I wanted to show some uh, love to the bigs. Because in Washington, rookie big man Chet Holmgren scored 31 as OKC led most of the way in a 
136-128 victory over the Zards. Chet made 11 of 14 shots, 4 or 5 from deep. But in Miami, Bam had 22-12. and 12. Most of that coming in the second half because he was in a lot of foul trouble in the first half. And the Heat, they almost led the entire game in a victory over the Rockets by 7. Bam, 9-12 from the floor. So the question here is, and you can say both if you really want to, more likely to be a 2024 All-Star, is it Chet in OKC because of their record and all that, or is it Bam in Miami, or maybe both that you think will be there being selected by the coaches? What do you think? What you got? A lot of guys make the All-Star team after uh, replacements, so I think it could be both, but I think Bam will make it on the first swatch through. Okay. Uh, So I think he is... Definitely the choice, just because it's easier to make it in the Eastern Conference. The front court will be locked in. Giannis and Bede Tatum. After that, you're talking about guys like Paolo Banquero, Julius Randle, and then probably ones of Barnes, uh, Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam, depending on mm-hmm. if he's traded to the Western Conference. But I mean, <laughs> to me, Bam is right there with that second tier of guys. We got the starters who are all MVP candidates. Then we've got Bam. <laughs> like he's probably yeah. number four on the list. He's been the most reliable Heat so far this year. He's had a great offensive season, and then he's really good defensively as well. Then you look at the Western Conference, it's just tough to make it in the West. Jokic, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Kawhi or Paul George, Cat or Gobert, Shangun, Sabonis, Zion or Ingram. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be tough uh, for Chet Holmgren to make it. Also, because rookies often have to wait. Yep. The last rookie to make the All Star game. Blake Griffin. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. 2011. Wow. He started, though, that one, didn't he? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it was technically his second year, even though he was yeah. a rookie as yeah, well. Uh, so maybe Chet could have the same case, but he ain't getting voted in. So I think Bam is the guy, but Chet is going to have a case. And I think that if the Thunder are still top three in the conference, he could get he could be the 14th guy. Selected. Right. Like an injury yeah. replacement for sure is his best chance. But you agree, Bam, almost like a no-brainer will be selected and, and deserves yes. to be selected. Yeah. Yes, Bam definitely will be there, especially because Jimmy Butler would be the other guy on his team. But Jimmy Butler's missing a lot of oh, games yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, he's only played in 24 of 36 games. So when the ballot comes down to every coach who hands it over to his assistant coach and they have to pick the reserve, <laughs> uh, it, it's probably going to be Bam on that team. Now, it all depends where the Miami Heat finish in the standings, but right now there's a battle. There's a five-team tie for fourth place in the Eastern Conference standings. So I, I just, I, you know, breaking that down, I just think it's a little tough for two Miami Heat players to make it. So Jimmy probably will make it. Also, it's just a little tough for a rookie, as you said, uh, yeah. for Chet Holmgren to make it when uh, he's he's just damn good. Last night, he was just stepping into open shots. 11 of 14, <laughs> 31 points. Uh, I saw our friend Royce Young tweet, looked around uh, that at run looked around and said why aren't they guarding me because they they weren't <laughs> but that being said you know he is a center um and when you you're playing a pick and roll there's a lot of drops that happen in the NBA so you just drop off that guy and so he is just that good he is that good but i think yeah as far as breaking it down it's just easier in the eastern conference the west has so many good forwards that yeah. it would take a, a a spot from Holmgren. LeBron, Durant, Jokic are probably going to start, but then you got a Kawhi. He's got to be there. Anthony Davis could be there. Paul George, the turkey push for Alperin Shengun. So there's just too many, I think. Yeah. 
No, you break it down. That's a good way to put it. I think I'm with you guys. Uh, Bam will be selected by the coaches, and rightfully so. I mean, he's averaging a career-high 22 points per game, and he's been like sort of, yeah, their, their steadiest guy there on a good team. I mean, like you said it, they're tied with a lot of teams here at sort of a, a, in the second tier of the Eastern Conference. And Chet, as a rook, awesome numbers, but he's going to need an injury or two or three, I think, even to uh, ultimately make it here in his in his first year, but... Well, he's got a whole bunch ahead of him. I mean, Bam's also a two-time All-Star. Um, his whole thing is trying to make an All-NBA. Mm-hmm. He's trying to crack that, uh, you know, select few. So, and, and maybe he will do it uh, this season. But I'm with you. Bam is my pick. Let's hear from everybody out there. Again, just a little creative way to recap last night's games. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we have a very fun beach stepping question. So don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. Nice to see a, a, a top hat emoji. Mm-hmm. It's one I don't see a lot, but good, uh, mm-hmm. good stuff there from Nick and Pierre's mm-hmm. dropping it now. Everybody, drop your top hat emojis in the stream team. Uh, let's hit the beach though. You got the buzz, I got the rockets. You got the nuts, I got the chocolates. We got that chit chat down pat, blah blah blah. You got that certain special, Jonathan Yeah, let's go to the beach, and we only have one question. On today's pod, and it's a good one, and it's from at Benji's World, by way of Twitter, tweeting in, create a 15-player roster of incredible players who never won an NBA championship. Let's do a recent team, say since 1999. And TK, you you saw this cue and you said, ooh, I'd like to dig my teeth into this one. Let me chew on this one. (laughs) Let me take a big chomp of this question. Uh, yeah, good idea. Adding a parameter, player's career has to have started before 2020. Okay. So we're looking 1999-2000 season, mm-hmm. had to be in the league up until the 2019 draft, basically. So the first 20 years of the 2000s, guys like John Stockton, Carl Malone, Reggie Miller, they were playing in 99-2000, but the end of their career, so they didn't really get much consideration, though a couple of tweener guys did make the cut okay okay uh also went with five guards five wings and five bigs i love it to I spread love it. A little the balanced love. roster Let's that's go. right that's right 15 best players from the 2000s who didn't win a championship or haven't yet won a championship right. four guards i think were pretty easy james harden a one-time mvp 10-time all-star seven-time all nba and this always makes me laugh when i look at his basketball reference page six man of the year yeah. <laughs> Easy to forget. Without the beard. <laughs> yeah, gigantic uh, bow tie, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. at his press conference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he makes the team. Also led the league in scoring three times, led the league in assists two times. Pretty good. Yeah, okay. Steve Nash yeah. also makes the list. Very Two-time good. MVP, eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. It, from 99 on, 15 points per game, 
Three rebounds per game, nine assists per game, 50, 40, 90, basically, from the field. Five-time assist champ in the 2000s. Russell, Russell Westbrook, also on the team. Okay. One-time MVP, nine-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA, two-time All-Star MVP. The guy averaged a triple-double four straight seasons. Yeah, that is wild. That's amazing. Yeah. After he did it once, everyone's like, okay, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it's so it's, weird. It's going to age very well yeah. when you go back to look at it. What? Yeah. Five times overall, he averaged a triple-double and still the Washington Wizards career leader in triple-doubles. I think he's like sixth all-time in Lakers triple-doubles or something <laughs> like that. Okay. Weird stuff. Two-time okay. scoring champ, three-time assist champ. He's on the team. Okay. Allen Iverson. Okay. One-time MVP. Uh, he first made the All-Star team in the 99-2000 season, made it 11 times in his career, six times All-NBA, two-time All-Star MVP, averaged 27.5 points per game on 42% shooting in the 2000s, three-time scoring champ, three-time steals champ. That's your top four guards. You'll notice they all have one thing in common, MVPs. True. Good Good call. So the fifth slot, more up for debate, but I'm going with Chris Paul, yeah. 12-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA, 9-time All-Defense. He was the Rookie of the Year. He was an All-Star MVP, led the league in steals six times, led the league in assists five times, 17 a game, 9.4 assists per game. He makes it ahead of Lillard, Rose, Gilbert Arenas, and then Luka and SGA are in the mix, but they're so young in yeah, their career that I can't put them on this I list li- I like that. They yeah. got enough chances still. Yeah, okay. So Harden, Nash, Westbrook, Iverson, and CP3 as the guards. Those are your guards. That's, uh, that's a great list. Okay. All right, the wings. We're starting with Carmelo Anthony. Mm. Melo. That was nice. Yeah. A 10-time All-Star, 6-time All-NBA, 22 per game, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, led the league in scoring one time. Melo, an easy add for me. Yeah. He's going to be uh he's going to be amongst the best players. I don't know. He doesn't have an MVP. That put you does that put him below a guy historically like Steve Nash? I don't know who has the higher rep. Wow. Wow. Mm. I mean, obviously crazy different players, but yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, all offense, guys. Yeah. Yeah. One guy loves to pass. One guy loves to not pass. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> Let's hear what you think in yeah, the stream team. A... MVP wins. Um, two but, times. But those two, yeah. But those two guys, yeah, that's tough. All right, another uh, wing to add to the list. Tracy McGrady makes the team a seven-time All-Star in the 2007-time All-NBA. He won Most Improved Player, led the league in scoring twice in the 2000s. 21 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, 44 from the field, 34 from three. And that's factoring in the end of his career when he wasn't putting up huge numbers, which you'll see for our next guy as well. Okay. His cousin, Vince Carter. Oh, welcome to the team. An eight time all-star, two time all NBA player in the two thousands. He obviously won one of the greatest dunk contests of all time. This sounds bad. Vince Carter's combined stats in the two thousands. He only averaged 16 points per game. But he also played like a thousand seasons. <laughs> right? like, he was playing at the end. You're like, he wasn't scoring a ton when he was a Grizzly. He wasn't scoring a ton when he was a Hawk. So that brings down uh, the thing, uh, that brings down the averages. But Vince Carter does have the most games played of any player in the 2000s. Yeah. Wow. You want to name the top five? Most games played. Most games in- played from the sure. year 99-2000 on. LeBron? Well, LeBron is actually probably number one since we didn't factor in 2020 on. So okay, LeBron okay. is third on this list. Okay. Okay. So in the 20... Okay, 2000s, I see what you're saying. Yep. Guy who played a lot. Yes. Yes, he played a lot. Played it a lot of seasons. Didn't move very well at the end. Dirk? Yes, Dirk, number two. So Vince, Dirk, LeBron... 
and then two guys whose first name starts with J. Jamal Crawford? Number five. Wow. And then a Dirk Nowitzki teammate. Jason Kidd? No. That's too late. Jason Kidd teammate as well. Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Terry. Nice. All right. Yeah. Vince, All right. Dirk, LeBron, Terry, and Crawford from 99 to, <laughs> to 2020. Okay. the top five Fun in games stat. played. All right. So we got Mello. We got Tracy McGrady. We got Vince Carter yeah. as our wing so far. I'm adding Jimmy Butler. Woo. Wow. He's been close. Current player. Exactly right. Been to the finals twice. A six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBP. All NBA, five-time All Defense. He won Most Improved Player as well. 18 points per game, five rebounds, and four assists, including his first couple of years with the Bulls when he wasn't scoring a whole bunch of points. Also led the league in steals one time, and is of course the defending Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Oh my yes. <laughs> <laughs> God! The, the Larry Bird is that Bird's trophy? That's a Bird Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a Bird Boy. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's the Bill Russell. Once you get into the final finals, finals. Yeah. yes, okay. yes, uh, where he has been, but this guy has not yet which is why he's number five on the list. And you know I had to put up number five, Paul George. Oh, wow. One behind behind Jimmy Butler, an eight-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, four-time All-Defense. He also won Most Improved Player. Paul George? He won Most Improved improved. Player. That was a weird time. I put that in my notes, and then I said it out loud. Like, that's weird. It is weird. Uh, He's been around a long time. Yeah. 20 points per game, six rebounds per game, four assists, a one-time steal champ. Uh, as well for Paul George. So uh, the wings I've got as Mello, McGrady, Vince, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. What about this guy? Joe Johnson, DeMar DeRozan, and Jason Tatum, who, you know, still Tatum, has a lot of chances. Yeah, he, he's, there's, a, there's some young guys that I'm like, you are, like, I'm a, Jason Tatum, historically, he's probably going to finish ahead of Joe Johnson. But Joe Johnson right. had a lot more chances at a title because he played longer yeah, at yeah. this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. The, 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 the runway is still so long for... Tatum and Luca, like yep. you said, and Booker and guys like that. I mean, they're still they still got a lot of NBA left in them. So uh, uh, Paul George, I like it. And the, those other guys you said as honorable mentions, I think you've got the yep. the right five above some of those other names, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. On to the bigs. Okay, Blake Griffin, you're Ooh. on the team. Wow, six time All Star, five time All NBA, Rookie of the Year, won a dunk contest, 19 a game scoring wise, averaged eight rebounds a game and four assists as well. Blake got close a couple of times uh, with the Clippers. I suppose he was sort of close when he was a net as well. Had a chance <laughs> to pick one up as a Celtic last year. And who knows? Maybe he hops on a team uh, at the end of the season this year and tries to ring chase or something like that. But Blake Griffin, you're one of the bigs on our all-no-titles team from the 2000s. He's not nice. on a roster right now. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah not yet. I'm sure somebody will sign him. Somebody will sign him. But it's him. nice. It's a 15-man roster to have a Blake, to have a Vince Carter, <laughs> even if they don't play a ton. Yeah. What yeah. I want to do at the end is create the starting lineup of these 15 names. I like, love Who it. we think would be the best. Okay, keep All going. right. Uh, here's a guy I like to remember. Yao Ming. Wow! Wow, Ming! Wow, Ming! Eight-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, 19 a game, nine rebounds, 1.6 assists per game. He's just too big for the world, man. He's just too big. You know, his body couldn't last uh, all that long. But Yao, Yao was awesome. Yao was a special player to watch, ahead of his time even, I would say. And you you never, uh, or you always, excuse me here, Shaq talk up Yao. And like, damn, that guy was a problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Shaq is saying you were an issue for him, or like, that was a tough matchup, like... That's all the respect I need to hear. And he was he was amazing. Uh, yeah, and he only played. What he only played like? What'd you say? Eight seasons? Is that what he played? That, he probably did only. I'm sure he was an all star every ta- every That's season wild. he played. Yeah, yeah. That's a short career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he missed a season with a foot injury. Then right. he came back for five games uh, in, in his final final season. So, so he really basically played seven, seven seasons. seasons. Wow. Yeah, he's a hall of famer. 
He is. <laughs> I mean, I know international yeah. reasons in there, yep. but okay. Yeah. Modern guy, Joel Embiid yeah. is on the team. He's got an MVP, six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, three-time All-Defense, averages 27 a game and 11 rebounds, 3.6 assists per game. If it wasn't for Nikola Jokic, you'd be like, man, Embiid averages 3.6 assists per game for his career? What a playmaker. <laughs> uh, but the... The, the game has changed. He's also a two-time scoring champ uh, on his way, perhaps, uh, to number three. So Embiid, uh, very high-ranking um, big who doesn't yet have a championship. <laughs> you caught me by surprise when you said his career averages are basically 28-11-4, if we round up yeah. a little bit. That's his career? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, He's been helping the numbers freaking, a lot the past I couple know. of seasons, averaging That's 30 a game will do it. up, for sure. All right, Embiid. I mean, Embiid must have been at least one. Like, he's really... He's sort of like some of these other players, but I guess he's played longer than... He's played longer, and he's yeah. got an MVP. Yeah, okay. So I think he's a little further along in yeah. his career than Tatum, Luka, SGA. Okay. Uh, Chris Webber is making the team Ooh. here. Uh, you do miss his Rookie of the Year <laughs> era sure, sure. with the Warriors, but this coincides with when he got to Sacramento. Six-time All-Star in the 2000s, four-time All-NBA, 21 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, four assists per game, 46 from the field. Chris Webber... Was an awesome player, just never able to get a championship. Yep. He's a modern-day comparison. Maybe you would call him uh, the Carl Anthony Towns of his time. Hmm. Think about I it. I wonder how he would feel about <laughs> comparison. I'd be interested to find out. Both went number one. Yeah. Uh, great athletes for their position. Yep. Offensively focused. Questionable playoff performances. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind it. Let me know, Bill Simmons. Let me know what you think. <laughs> Where is he in the pyramid, Bill? <laughs> no higher, how low? Chris uh, Weber. Chris Weber. I wonder if he was celebrating last night. I know it's been. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, it's it's been, it's been rocky. It certainly has been rocky, but I think he's in the good graces these days. And of course, Jawan Howard is the coach. Do you think he has? Um, yeah, like a WhatsApp chat with the Fab with the Fab, Fab Five. five yeah, know? I do. Jimmy and, Jimmy and Juwan. Yeah, and Rob Palenka's even Jalen. in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I forgot about that. And bench. Chris Webber in the Hall of Fame. Chris Re- Webber in the Hall of Famer. Yep. 2021. My okay. final big to add is Amari Stoudemire. Ooh, I like it. A guy I love to research because he just <laughs> ages better and better every time I go to look at his page. A six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. He won the Rookie of the Year. 19 a game. Uh, eight rebounds and only one assist. Uh, not much of a passer, Omari. No, Great play finisher, no. though, uh, alongside Steve Nash in Phoenix. So my my bigs are Blake Griffin, Yao Ming, Joel Embiid, Chris Webber, Amari Stoudemire. They come ahead of what about this guy's like LaMarcus Aldridge, Al Horford, who I saw has played the most playoff games in the NBA without winning a championship oh. currently. Yeah. Uh, Gobert, Cat, and then Dikembe Mutombo and Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, consideration okay. as well. Okay. Yep. Maybe a little Zach Zach Randolph love. Just a uh, he made he made my long list. Okay, good, good. My good, long good. long list. Okay, so there it is. Uh, Fifteen player roster of guys who have never won a championship, basically over the last ballpark twenty years. Two thousands. Yeah. yeah. Harden, Nash, Westbrook, Iverson, CP3, Mello, McGrady, Vince Carter, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and then the bigs: Blake Griffin, Yao Ming, Joel Embiid, Chris Webber, and Amari Stoudemire. It's a damn good team. I, I, I like that team's chances to win a title. This team could win a title yeah. easily. <laughs> easily. Uh, so let's build the best starting lineup. Uh, so, like, who are your two guards, two forwards, and then your one, your one big man starting? Who would you have? Okay, uh, I'm starting Steve Nash yeah. at point guard. I feel like he will, be the ha- he will be happy to pass the ball to the other four, and if you need me to shoot a three, I'll do it. Yeah, I like I'll that. I'll do it, okay? 
Um, I'm also starting James Harden. Okay. Starting Harden. You know I'm a sucker, Skeets. I can't resist. Uh, at the wing position, do I want to go two bigs? Eh, my bigs are very big. Uh, there's not like a lot of power for it. So I'm going to go two wings here. And I'm going to go Tracy McGrady. Okay. I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. I thought I was going to say you might want to get some defense. I, on I this need squad. a little defense. You got Nash and yeah. Harden. You might need <laughs> Nash and Harden, <laughs> McGrady and Butler. Okay, that's good. And then uh, I'm going with Yao as my center. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just sell some tickets. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Another passer. <laughs> Who would you have? Another there? passer, rim defender. Tass as your starters. Yeah, it's a very good starting five. Um, I don't know if you can resist. I don't know if you can. You can put on anybody else, really. I'm looking at all the guys who just didn't make the cut to see if there's anybody who can sneak in there. But uh, 2000s changed some things, so you know it's okay to leave off Charles Barkley and Akeem. They they got yeah. in there, they played, or a Penny Hardaway, well, or a Grand a Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard. Even I think would, yeah. would have a yep. little spin contest. He was like uh, number six in the guards yeah. for me, Lillard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the five guards you named, I don't know how you can't take anyone. How do you take any of them off? Like Iverson. We could have Iverson starting yeah. on this squad, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, good stuff. Benji's world coming through with a fire tweet. A great question. That's what we're looking for when we're hitting the beach. Uh, so keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com if you want to email them in. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. Leave them in the YouTube comments. Uh, good stuff there, TK. We got to take one more break. And when we come back, Tass has tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. Fun comment from uh, Jay here. Some other what about this guy. Some of them were mentioned, but Darren Williams, Gilbert Arenas, Elton Brand, Latrell Sprewell, Stephen Marbury, Andre Miller, Steve Francis, Anton Jameson, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, all great. Brandon Roy. Oh, great what about this guy when it comes to not winning a championship but being good over the last uh, 20 years or so. Great stuff. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. This tweet of the night comes from FIBA. Never seen this video before that FIBA produced here. It's the Italian basketball team underneath the hoop trying to get out a locked 
ball. Wow. Our ball is stuck uh, <laughs> behind the hoop. <laughs> and they've got these great 70s show type graphics in between because it lasted forever. So you've got, you know, our friend Simone Fontecchio, <laughs> Gigi Dottomi, throwing balls at this thing. <laughs> wow. A few moments later, a few minutes later, then there's somebody hanging on the bar trying to get it. Wow. As he was propelled up, uh, sitting on somebody's shoulders. And he's trying to get it. It was stuck forever. It was just stuck in there. Now somebody's reaching so high, it looked like a seven-footer uh, on someone's shoulders that got it. I assume it's from this summer. It's not absolutely current. Um, yeah, I assume it's from the World Cup when they were practicing. Pau Gasol tweeted to this uh, tweet and said, it's happened to all of us. Balls get stuck on the back of the backcourt. Uh, and there's just there's so many ball, so many bars behind that. Backboard. It was really uh, wedged in there. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't really throw wedged. a ball. No, and that and Literally. the the you know the the stick from the mop that wasn't going to do it either. I don't I think unless not. you hit it absolutely perfect to unwedge it mm-hmm. uh, behind there. Do we have uh, to come up with a name for that one? I mean, that's yeah. It's we got to track this one too. Uh, it's not really a pigeon because it's three or four inches below the top of the backboard, but it is pretty close to the top of the backboard, but it's not a pigeon. Um, well, no, no, Why not? Like a, a, It's a trapped pigeon. A bat in the belfry. It's like Mike Tyson, let it free, buddy. <laughs> bat in the belfry. Yeah. Because we call somebody, uh, happened not too long ago. Remember you know, once or twice it's happened where the ball has gone on top of the shot clock? Yeah, and it sat up there, and we've called it a super pigeon before. Like it's way <laughs> up there. Well, uh, but uh, maybe this is a trap. I'm just throwing it out. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think uh, I was just hoping for somebody to make an actual website that tracked pigeons in general. Mm. Uh, as our as our man Jim Peterson of the Timberwolves broadcast asked, "Is there a pigeon tracker out there?" So I think we could just lump these all together. The more pigeons, the better. The more likely we're going to get a website. Um, so <laughs> I like caged pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Why did? I mean, that one yeah. was really. It was. It was between yeah. bars. Yeah, back there. That was rare. You got to set it free. It that was a, rare. How many Italians does it take to set free a caged pigeon? <laughs> There's a riddle for you. Yeah, being two, I guess. Yeah, yeah. two. two. Well, I guess. In the end, it was two somebody riddles. sitting on someone's shoulders and literally being propelled up. Now, maybe Ooh. it was at the World Cup, uh, as I said, this yeah. this year, and maybe the backcourt. Backboard. I keep saying back court because it's easy to say. But, but a backboard potentially in the Philippines, Japan, or Indonesia is made a little bit differently because that's where the World Cup mm, was. Because right. that, that bar, mm. that bar is what trapped that poor pigeon. Uh, and hopefully that, <laughs> that pigeon is still alive today. I'm trying to see if there's a, you know, a, a notable Italian bird. <laughs> Monica Bellucci. <laughs> She's a bird. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, it's so bad it's good oh my god okay Hugh Jackman <laughs> yeah well that was great uh, alright let's call it there great tweet fun video there from at FIBA and uh, I did uh, you, you called it sort of a 70s um, I guess interstitials a lot of people the younger generation Spongebob oh yeah that's what that's that is true. yeah 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 Cool. You know, the, the, cool. Very cool. Well, I saw somebody very fired up They're about that. They're all mad about it. That SpongeBob cast on the seventies. You idiot. Yeah. Jesus. It was obviously stolen from that '70s show. When you hear new music, they took it from somebody. Oh. Oh, it's not new. Okay. Wait, you're saying that SpongeBob stole that from the '70s show? Maybe. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> we'll have to fact check that one. Uh, well, they, they borrowed it. I don't know. You're, you're, borrowed it. You're the you're the cartoon specialist, Jenny. Yeah, you're the definitely editor. SpongeBob. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, SpongeBob. but where do they get it from? <laughs> they made it they up. Made it. <laughs> well, what music concert. service? Okay, APM. 
<laughs> Probably, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's got the, you know, the slide, the Hawaiian slide thing. Yeah. Eight hours later. <laughs> Every time I see that on a, any movie now, I hear that voice. Yeah. The SpongeBob, the French guy, SpongeBob voice. Right. Yeah. Three weeks later. <laughs> 24 hours later. We'll be <laughs> yeah. here. Okay? Back in the f- classic factory. Join us then. Hit the like button if you haven't done so. I see a lot of you doing that, so we appreciate that. Uh, podcast listeners, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to break down all the NBA games, all the latest news, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, it's fun looking at these graphics SpongeBob made. Uh, <laughs> one eternity later, I hope we're yeah. still doing this show for everybody out there. Face the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.